times have you read through the descriptions of TV shows or movies on Netflix or Hulu? You got excited about the plot and you start watching the series when all of a sudden a couple starts having sex right on the screen. The story may be interesting, even sometimes a historical account, but you have to decide to stop watching because the borderline pornographic content or the cussing is absolutely ridiculous. Really, apparently the F word was popular in ancient Rome, too. I may be dating myself by saying this, but when I was a teenager, my parents did not have to worry about my TV entertainment. Neither would I have to worry about promiscuity while watching a historical drama. Well, that's not the case anymore. So I don't know about you, but I get super excited when I come across a wholesome home a TV show, a TV series or a Christian movie. Well, my guest today is Cindy Bond. Cindy has been producing family entertainment and Christian movies for many decades, and she was the producer of Redeeming Love. If you did not listen to my interview with Francine Rivers, the author of the book and the executive producer of the movie, do not miss it. That is episode one of our new show. So on this episode today, Cindy and I discuss her career as a producer of Christian entertainment and how this type of movies are in growing demand. Well, whether you are walking in the park, stuck in traffic, or sitting at home with a cup of coffee, get ready to be blessed by another God-sized story. Well, I want to, first of all, Cindy, tell us a little, a little bit about the storyline for people who are not familiar with the, with the novel and how you became involved in this particular project. Well, um, yes, I, um, it's, it's a first and foremost, thank you again, uh, very kind uh, and of you to say these things. And also love that you read the book uh, two, and as you said, two or three decades ago, because it was 30 years old last year. Uh, and so, and I've been, and I was a book fan for uh, many years. I read the book over 15 years ago. Um, but it's a, it's a love story. I, I call it God's love letter to the world. Um, and it's the story of uh, a, a a girl whose uh, character named Angel uh, that we meet is a young child um, named Sarah uh, because her she was born into um, unfortunately. Uh, out of wedlock to, and, and by the way, the story takes place mid 1800s mm -hmm. and we actually go into 1835 Boston to see little Sarah, little angel, as we call her. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's a child who's through very unfortunate events is literally orphaned and sold into, um, she was trafficked into a brothel at a very young age. And she is, you know, uh, grows up in, that's the only world she knows and into prostitution. And so um, there on the other side of it, as I said, it's a love story. We meet the Michael, we meet a character by the name of Michael Hosea. This story is inspired by, uh, Gomer and Hosea in the, um, Old Testament. In the Old Testament, Hosea was a prophet, but in the book, in the movie, uh, Hosea is a farmer Yeah, and it, he represents God. It's an allegory and he's the, he's the Christ character who, uh, you know, is, is, unconditionally loves and forgives and 
doesn't pay attention to the past and just wants to be in a relationship with us. And so it's his, he's, he gets, uh, he asks for a wife and God has a, as he says, a great sense of humor because uh, Gomer in this case, uh, in, in the old Testament, in this case, angel, who's a prostitute, she's the one that he recognizes he is the one God has uh, decided will be his wife, but she doesn't know that yet. So mm-hmm. <laughs> It's uh, two people coming, one uh, coming to the story from uh, a calling, asking God for a wife, and then knowing this is the one, and then a woman who's grown up in prostitution, the only life she's had, that, uh, you know, sees this, meets this farmer, and he's annoying, and he ends up being her way out. So they end up together at first, one out of calling, the other out of escape, because she wanted to escape prostitution, so Mm -hmm. he was way out but it's literally the story of how they truly 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 fall in love but again representative of god's unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness for us mm-hmm. to erase the past wipe the slate clean free mm-hmm. us from the chains that bind have bound us through the years women especially um we've uh you know the way society has sexualized and just depicted i mean it's just you know very difficult i mean the baggage i think as women we've carried and Absolutely. things that you know things we've done that we're not proud of or you know being victims of and horrific things being done to us that we had no control of whatsoever god's greater than all of that and the story is just incredibly um uplifting it's liquid hope it's mm-hmm. full of passion but underneath it it's a it's a full on biblical worldview and like I said, story of unconditional love, uh, forgiveness, and grace. Yeah, that's uh, God's love story, right? Unconditional yep. love, forgiveness, all-consuming love. Now it's all of that together. So this is amazing. Now, a question to you. I was just reading a little bit on the web about some reaction of the pre-screening and different things. And I have a question. In a society that right now is so concerned about political correctness especially from the women's lib movement, you know, uh, a story about a woman or anyone for that matter, really uh, needing a redeemer is sure to receive a lot of criticism. So did the producers, the directors and the cast anticipate any of that? Um, how, how do you see that? How do you respond to that? Well, certainly, I mean, the, the thing I've certainly heard that already, um, but the, the interesting thing here, again, it's an allegory and a, a great love story. But the thing about this movie is that it's just like in the Bible where, you know, when God created us, he created us with free will to, mm-hmm. you know, choose to, to be in a relationship with him or not. And so our character, Angel, she's never forced into anything. The choices she makes are the ones she makes. Uh, as, as it relates to our Michael Hosea character. And so, you know, if they, if they watch it with that point of view, they'll Uh see he never forces her into anything, just like God never forces us into a relationship with them. Well, the most the most important thing is that there are people like you out there and uh, the director Caruso and uh, other people who they are who are not afraid to take on the the criticism and show really God's love, God's redeeming love to the right. audience out there. And uh, I applaud you for for doing that because, of course, that we will. You know, I I am a faith writer 
and I am a Christian, so to us, very secular uh, newspaper. So, you know, you are going to receive criticism, but we cannot shy away from speaking truth and, and, and really sharing God's love to, to, to humankind, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and this movie is cutting edge. I mean, I will tell you, there's never been a movie made like this. We, we, and, and I have to say fully, I mean, and the audience that's listening to, to greatly encourage you to see the movie, especially mm -hmm. book fans, because Francine Rivers wrote the first draft of the script. Mm -hmm. I had uh, gotten into business with her uh, back in 2014. Well, I originally met her in 2014. And then we journeyed together all these years to make the movie and brought DJ Caruso on, who's a phenomenal director, A-level yes. director. And she has been involved and I wanted, and I made sure of that. That was always my heart because this book is so complex. Uh, it's a long book. Uh, and uh, I wanted her uh, and needed her to be involved in every step of the way. And she was, and she continues to be. And she's also an executive producer of the movie. Yeah, I saw that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, I love Francine Rivers' um, novels. She has a very unique way to be true to the biblical, uh, to the Bible stories, uh, and yet bring so much newness to the stories and like, you know, just really bring it to, to life, right? I, I love the way that she does that in books, and I, I expect that this is going to be exactly the same on the screenplay. So, and do you anticipate that she's? Uh, do you anticipate that she may uh, put some other titles out there on, in the big screen? <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. I mean, we're, we're talking about that now, so everybody awesome. goes see Redeeming Love, and and then we can have we can have more. So, um, great. yeah. Yeah, but it's it's no, it's so exciting. I I'm so appreciative to speak with you because it is a very cutting edge movie. We, mm -hmm. you know, and Francine, her heart. I mean, redeeming love. The book is her statement of faith. It was the book she wrote after becoming a Christian. Yes, and she and it was controversial. I mean, very, and she couldn't get a, a Christian publisher. And so, <laughs> and we've stayed very true to the book. We've knitted together the main story points into a very cohesive, compelling narrative. And DJ did a brilliant job with the movie. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful. The, the performances from Abigail Cowan and Tom Lewis, Dina DeBrev, Fomka Jansen, Eric Dane, Logan Marshall Green, absolutely fantastic. Livy Birch, I have to mention her because Livy played young Angel and she lives in Atlanta. Yeah, I know, I know. A phenomenal job and such a sweetheart. I, oh my goodness. Just wonderful. She's, yeah. she's, she's uh, very talented, for sure. Yeah. You know, a young actress and very talented, which is wonderful. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the, the cast is, is phenomenal, right? We have, uh, we have several. We have Abigail Cohen, Tom Lewis, Nina Nobrev, Logan Marshall Green, uh, Funky Janssen, and Nina Nobrev, which uh, my daughters are like, please, please, not Nina, Nina, sorry. She's like, please, please interview her. I'm like, I would love to. <laughs> And then, and then Eric Dane as well, you know, Grey's Anatomy and, and uh, famous Eric Dane. So do you have any good stories about how the movie impacted any of the cast or, or you guys directing? Oh, yeah, there's so many. I mean, I have to say the casting of Abigail Cowan was uh, really 
a journey. And it turned out Ab- Abby and her mother had read the book. They were book fans. Oh. And uh, we auditioned across the world uh, and did a just a, a global search to because that, the role of Angel, I mean, she has to be absolutely breathtakingly beautiful, but she's got to be. A, but we also needed a great actress. I mean, and um, and so and we found uh, that in Abigail. But when we found her uh, after a long search, there was a scheduling conflict and we thought we lost her and she thought she lost us. And she was just beside herself because she felt and we all felt you're you're destined to play this role. Mm-hmm. But as and as it turned out, our schedule got pushed. Her schedule came around and bang. And there were tears, so That's many tears amazing. That, that Abigail was going to play the role, the iconic role of Angel. That's that's wonderful. Oh, and I have a, and I have one more story for you because you're being a book fan. I think you'll love this. But <laughs> talk about tears. Um, so the the red dress, right? Uh-huh. So I've always seen the picture of you know Angel in the red dress on the cover of the book. Yeah. Right? All the all the years. Well, I have to say that day I walked and there's so many great stories. But the day I walked up to wardrobe and uh, we shot the movie in South Africa and I went over to the costume department and I went up to the second floor and all the, you know, the seamstresses and, and, uh, you know, they're all made, you know, all the wardrobes being constructed. I mean, it was incredible, such an incredible production. I looked over and there was the red dress being made on, in the sewing machine and I totally lost it. Oh. <laughs> I, I saw the red dress and just tears started streaming down my face. It just hit up for, when I saw that, it just really hit me. That's I mean, amazing. Making this movie. <laughs> this, like this, uh, this was this was a work that really, really impacted you. Because what you're saying that you and Francine have been talking for years now about this project. And so I imagine that it's really, really touched your heart. Is there any particular uh any particular character in the story that you identify most with? Um, well, certainly, uh, gosh, I mean, I identify with, with a lot of the, I mean, different aspects of the characters. Um, but I mean, you know, I think every woman's gonna, gonna have some, you know, something they're going to be able to relate to with the main character, of course. I mean, obviously, um, you know, uh, there's she she's got a journey that not um, you know many have had gone not down the road um, thank god not not you know so many not everybody but to mm-hmm. those that have i mean oh my gosh i mean yes. I, I really can't imagine what you know horrors but i mean you know just the fact of you know not of, of dealing with shame i mean she's mm-hmm. uh, and what that feels like and and feeling that you're not good enough and you're not loved you don't know what true love is you don't know what uh you don't know what unconditional love is you don't know mm-hmm. what a relationship is you don't have any relationship with god to know right to see her journey to her character arc is so immense um mm-hmm. to go from this woman who's ice cold just pretty much dead on the outside and, you know, dead on the inside, except for that survivor part of her um, that carries her through. And then and then to ultimately find what true love is and go into a relationship um, with a man that unconditionally loves her, who represents the Jesus character, you know, yeah. who represents Jesus. 
a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there's just so much to relate to. I mean, this the the scene that gets me in the movie, and I cried when I saw it. Uh, in fact, I still cry when I see it. Is when she's in the stream in the book, and we have it in the movie. When she's in the stream, w- taking rocks and scrubbing her skin, trying to scrub her skin off mm-hmm. because she feels that's the only way she can scrub the shame off of her. Yes, you yes. know, so powerful. And it just uh, and and the beauty is, I, I call this movie a baptism because mm-hmm. you see this movie and it's like being baptized in all the the chains that had you know, had, had bound you before are broken free. You've got freedom. You've got, you know, a clean slate. There's infinite chances with God. He will always forgive you. You will, you can be fully redeemed. It's just your choice. That's that's exactly right. You put it beautifully. So, so true. I think that uh, all of us to a certain degree have at some point in time, being in angel's shoes of needing that redemption you know some i didn't i didn't come to to jesus until i was 25 years old so you know i i could identify a lot of it that that not even understanding that uh, unconditional love not no having a hard time understanding a, you know a love that is so redemptive and so unconditional and so immense so uh, I love the story, and I I think that I, I highly recommend that everyone that's listening to me will go and watch this movie. Beautiful, beautifully made. Uh, the um, the scenery is phenomenal. The the attention to detail, uh, everything is is just beautiful, and I, I wouldn't expect anything less than that coming from you and Francine and DJ Caruso. Just amazing amazing cast as well. So um, I have one last question. I know that you need to go. uh, I was wondering, why do you think that faith movies have gained such attraction in the last decade or so? Oh, well, um, having been at this for quite a few more years than that. Yes. (laughs) If you look back in the history of film, this audience has always been here. Audience that wants you know, morality tales. They want movies uh, and stories to align with their values. And we've been a Christian nation. I mean, largely, I mean, a nation that believes in God and uh, I mean, very high percentage for since our founding. I mean, and I, and I, in the, for the sake of art, I mean, certainly uh, Hollywood, um, you know, pushes the envelope continuously. I get it. It's art, freedom to, you know, create. But a long time there, uh, and and I and I was going to say in the history of cinema, I mean, you look at the movies from the, you know, back in the '40s and '50s with DeMille in the '60s, Ten Commandments, and you know, The Robe and Ben Hur. I mean, look at all those movies. You, Hollywood is putting out big movies for quite a while, and then they, it went through a downturn for a couple of decades there where mm. you know you had the exorcist you had the own <laughs> had a whole lot of horror movies i'm gonna go I'm a, and, yeah. and so you know it's the audience has always been there it's just it's been so exciting to have been a part of the modern day resurgence of of films yeah. that you know embrace um you know values of you know faith and family values and but the audience has never gone away in fact the audience is bigger than ever so we oh, need yeah. this kind of content. That's wonderful. It's a good perspective. You know, I, I was just thinking of my lifetime. Of course, I, I'm 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 from Brazil, I, but uh, pretty much all the movies that we watch here, we watch in Brazil too. Growing up, 
And um, and uh, so I've always, uh, I've never seen that in my lifetime, you know, that many Christian movies coming coming up as, as I have seen in the past uh, 10, 15 years. So just uh, a lot of great production companies doing that, uh, so, you know, in Hollywood and also here, even in, in the state of Georgia, as you know. So anyway, it's, this is great, great information, Cindy. I really appreciate your time uh, talking to us. And I'm going to leave all the information on my show notes, uh, how, you know, about the movie on the movie website. And I really, really suggest that everyone listening to this interview will go and take take your honey too. To watch a beautiful, romantic, and clean yes. <laughs> love yes. story. <laughs> yes, tastefully, very tastefully done. Yes, it has some tough subject matter. It, it, yeah. there, there's a lot of tough subject matter here, but it's real. It's authentic. It's what we're dealing with in the world, and it's time for such a time as this, and we need to be talking about these things. But overall, yeah. phenomenal love story uh, that will immerse you in into, you'll just be immersed, and you will come out of this with, you know, I think a lot of happy tears. <laughs> oh, I- <laughs> that is beautiful. Yes, it's very true. So thank you so much, Cindy, for talking to me again. And I'm going to be writing also a column for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution about the movie and uh, um, about our interview as well. So I appreciate your time and uh, good luck and Godspeed on all, everything that you do going forward. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you, Patricia. Have a great day. You You too. Okay. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Cindy Bond. And if you have a chance to watch the movie, you will not regret it. It's really beautiful. Well, visit my show notes to find more information about Redeeming Love, the book, the movie, Friends in Rivers, the author, and also about Cindy Bond. While you're here, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. Till next time, I hope that God helps you to write your own God-sized story. God bless.